Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Sam Vokes going to Wigan, our transfer team is in heaven. It's episode number 237. And welcome to another pre-season podcast as Stoke City prepare themselves to get the campaign in the championship underway. Joining me as ever, although not as ever, because it's been a while since I chatted to you, Tony Lloyd. How are you? Hello. Um, I am present and um, I, I'm still I'm, I'm still thrown off by our issues with chat rooms and confusion. So I've, I, I, I'm okay and everything is good because, as good. you said... We our mobility, our expected mobility for the coming season has gone up by about seventy percent. Well, expected mobility sounds like a stat that Tom Thrower would be interested in. Tom, is it something you measure as a stats man? No. <laughs> um, no, it's it's it, it's just fridges. That's the that's the technical terminology for for a Sam Vokes and how mobile it makes your team. And David Cowlishaw, before we started recording this episode, and I thought this was episode number 236, I was going to say that getting Sam Vokes to Wigan must be a trick. And I didn't quite work the rhyme, but do you think we've tricked? It's not Wigan, it's, it's Wickham. Wickham. Yeah. They sound Same a little, it's very difficult, isn't it? Um, selling, have we sold him or is it on a free? I don't know. Have we tricked Wickham into taking Sam Vokes? Well, I think the clever thing Sam Vokes did is he drew Wickham towards him and that allowed space for our transfer team to get him sold. Um, but yeah, we've absolutely had their pants down if we've sold him for anything more than a, a penny. <laughs> well, it's another another player gone in the vast overhaul of the squad, which we've all really been impressed with, or at least I I certainly have. And there's been some... Uh, fixtures in the week uh, to, to talk about. Um, we have done what? We've beaten Aston Villa, which was nice, 2-0. Uh, we lost to Wigan, not Wickham, Wigan. We lost to them, 2-1, and everything was doom and gloom. And then we drew with Wolverhampton Wanderers yesterday, which is good, and fans were in the stadium, and that's nice, isn't it? Um anyone how what do we think tom tom we'll start with you what do you think of the week of fixtures what's what's it looking like how's stoke shaping up um okay i think i always get lulled in by pre-season and thinking that like there's actually a coherent plan that'll stick around and not just be chucked out the window after 45 minutes of a nil nil against reading um, but yeah, on a whole, we seem to be having a preseason. Oh, and Tom Ince played, and that he was really good. And someone should sign him because he's so good, and he—he'd be wasted at Stoke. Someone should sign him. <laughs> He—he's—he's he's the name that still hangs around that we just not got rid of just yet. And and I really would like like that to change. Um, Dave, yeah, uh, all right, preseason so far. What are you? What are you? How are you feeling in the build-up to the to the start of the campaign? Um, I'm mainly just wanting the season to start properly. To be honest, I've I've not I've not majorly been following this preseason. I've not watched any of the games. Like not even that you can in some cases because you know Stoke <laughs> Stoke incapable of pointing an iPhone at a pitch. It seems, um, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly positive signs there. Um, 
positive signs from Vrancic, positive signs from Powell, um, Doughty as well. You know, little pockets of excitement. I'm not going to get too carried away because uh, the proof is in the the Skybet pudding. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to pick up a, like a couple of decent results against Premier League opposition. Shows that we're, you know, certainly got ourselves a bit up for those games, if nothing else. So, yeah, I'm... I, what I would like is a return of like the Newcastle Town friendly or something. So like get a, mm. get a seven or eighter under our belts early doors and then get like ridiculously carried away. You know, remember back when we used to <laughs> win like eight nil and Pericard would score four and it'd be oh oh we're gonna be amazing this season. <laughs> the, the Chris Greenacre fixture. <laughs> well, I mean, we did score six against the mighty mighty Linfield. So, you know, if that's not getting your appetite wet for a season of, of binary football, Dave, I don't know what is. Um, it's, um, no, it's, it's weird because because the football season has been thrown out so weirdly by, by pandemic and, and everything's kind of gone out of sync a little bit. The fact that the season is now starting at a proper time kind of feels a little bit weird. Like this has been a quite a normal pre-season and the fact that fans are now back in the stadium um it all seems a bit too normal and i kind of feel a bit uneasy about it and i'm just ready for stoke to um quell any any like hope that i have (laughs) (laughs) because that's what they usually usually do but uh, fans back in the ground tony that's good isn't it that's decent boo (laughs) boo i'm just booing (laughs) Uh, something over there that's definitely not gone to the football and is sitting in its own house. Um, yeah, it's it's nice to have noise. Um, Can we just hang on? I just want you to imagine someone sat at home listening on a radio because they've refused to pay for a stream, listening to the commentary on a radio. Oh, and now Stoke City are taking the five-second knee before the start of a fixture, and you sit there and you're like, "They're doing, they're doing fucking, they're doing what? Boo! I'm gonna boo my radio, <laughs> boo it, <laughs> boo!" <laughs> oh man, it's just oh man. Even if, even if you're like the most mom, uh, dad's booing the radio again. <laughs> is that oh, why I'm on. not allowed to see him still? <laughs> oh, I just, yes. Uh, there, there was a, 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 by all accounts, um, a smattering of boos around the ground for when the Stoke players uh, did take the knee before the start of kickoff. However, I am reliably informed that this was dwarfed instead by positive responses, which is genuinely a relief to hear if honest. yeah positive like, responses and uh people being told to fuck off as well which is always uh reassuring <laughs> as well so um I'm, i mean to be fair I, this was a like genuine concern i had going into the season that are are we going to be like the scenes we saw when grounds were partially reopened a bit last season and like a few clubs fans let themselves down a bit i don't want to go over the whole rationale the the rationale is evident and it, 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 it almost became like uh, basically like a little game for me yesterday when I was just asking daft questions of the daft people just to kind of <laughs> watch them slowly unravel um, 
it's it, uh, yeah i don't I, I think it's partly what the england team possibly have done and contributed to where this for all bar a very very few select few bunch of dickheads this is like there's no there's no debate to be had anymore about this there's this isn't a thing that's up for discussion that they're doing this for this reason you can either applaud it uh you can do nothing uh you can boo it but you can also be told to shut the fuck up as well so you know <laughs> free country it's there for everyone um but yeah uh, i don't i i think those people are in the the lunatic fringe we might call them mm, yeah and and i'm kind of reluctant to to give much more oxygen to it because i think yesterday if social media is anything to go by and social media is usually a very poisonous place and 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 amplifies these ex you know these these fringe opinions i guess um but I think yesterday, as with your fun game that you were having on Twitter, Dave, but the general response of people has given me a more sense of like, oh, well, th- do you know what? Actually, people are people are decent and it's it isn't as big a worry for me as perhaps I had worried that it would be. I mean, saying this on the game against Reading now, it'll, it'll change, won't it? And it'll be a disaster. But um, no, I, yeah, I, I kind of don't want to go over it again and again because let's be honest it's just I, I tell you what it is i think they're just really annoyed about marx's critique of hegel in it really yeah. the the stoke the stoke team how dare they be a mark marxists and well dis- well how, how often That's on it. the concourse before a match have you been uh, stuck in a hey uh, you know hegel marx um <laughs> argument with with a fellow fan um you know, I've seen many an oat cake fly across, uh, you know, the booth and then toilets because of that. He said, "Oh, you think Das Capital's any good? Read this, you fucking moron." Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm I'm not as well versed as you, Chris, so I can't really pull out those those <laughs> Marx's Marx's references. Sorry. I was Sorry. just going to pull out seize the ham and cheese of production, but it didn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's anyway. I, I, I hope an, 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 I hope our defence marks their men from corners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you've nicely led me onto a topic there that I'd like to discuss, Dave. Thank you for that. Because speaking of defence, um, we've seen a, a lot of uh, new boy Ben Wilmot in the preseason and apart from the fact that as we said on on a previous podcast his social media game is excellent and he seems very happy to have joined us he seems like a genuinely decent prospect does he not tony's clapping i have a, a an unnecessarily long story about ben wilmot it's not really a story okay. it's just a does it involve stevenage and udinese it involves stevenage <laughs> You'll you'll all remember, I'm sure, from me wittering on about myself like I do, mm. that in the mm. mid-late 90s I had a season ticket at Stevenage. My first ever footballing hero was a bloke called Richard Wilmot, who was the goalkeeper, and he was ace, and I loved him, and I named a bird after him when I had a pet cockatiel, and he's oh, his dad. Oh, that kind of bird, okay. Right, okay. Yeah, I <laughs> thought I'd better clarify, but yeah. Well, that's so, what your daughter's name. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, middle name's Wilmot. Um, 
but yeah, so we've signed the son of my first ever footballing hero, and it is it, it's just really nice, and he seems to be quite good, so that's exciting as well. Um, but he's very ball playery because he was, I think, he was started as a midfielder, and he's, um, he's yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm super excited. And Tony, almost as if he planned it. Speaking of the sons of heroes, all the rumours online today seem to be going mad about potentially Liam Delap coming in from Man City on a season-long loan. Although Dave, I believe, does not wish to believe it in order to not get the <laughs> hype up. Um, but I mean, that's is that exciting? I think it's exciting. I think, Dave, are you excited? I mean, if I don't get my hopes up, I can't get hurt. It's an approach I take in a lot of aspects of my life, really. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. It is very, very exciting. Um, my reservations are about the sort of the nature of the sources. The main sources we have for it so far are mm-hmm. a random. Indian journalist who is blue ticked, yes, but um, doesn't have that many followers. And this account that I'm hearing after the fact is, oh, they're, they're very good on youth transfers. I've also spoken to a couple of people who are a bit more ITK than me, and they seem confident it's happening. And like on on the face of it, it, it makes total and complete sense. Uh, obvious family connection, uh, the fact that he will get game time uh, as and when his uh, injury subsides. So. Yeah, I'm mainly just being reserved about it because it is one of those transfers that is going to be very, very exciting for a lot of people. So I'm, I want to, I want to be one of those kind of sad people who says, "Ah, oh, it's not happened till he stood in front of the booth and end holding up the shirt." But then I think, "Oh my God, he was holding up shirt. What's the number twenty-four shirt?" And then Rory's there to present him <laughs> with it, and it's going to be amazing. It's the best. He, yes, he's, he's gone. Yeah, so we are signing him, and he's scoring thirty goals, and it's whoa. Yes, Delap Dynasty. We have already Do... got pictures of him stood in front of various stands in a Stoke shirt. He's, he's grown a bit since, but we have got <laughs> that in in the bag. Do you know what my concern is? My concern is simply that he's you know, he, well, he's not played a game they, of they... professional football properly yet. There's well, there's there's that there's that as well, but then there's Two. also like, but then there's also like, is it is it cool to come and go to a club where your dad is and be like, oh, can I have a lift to lift to lift to the club <laughs> today, dad? Like, shouldn't sign him because he's a nurse. <laughs> is he still no, I just his parents. <laughs> just grow up, a millionaire. I think Jacob Brown's going to bully him because he only gets picked ahead of him because his dad's on the coaching staff. Well, exactly. It's just, it just concerns me. This, this is how the American I'm... high school movie starts, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and Homer keeps picking Barr over uh, Nelson to be the quarterback. <laughs> Apart from it isn't because Liam Delap is like one of the most highly rated prospects in the country. Maybe the world. He's going to be really good. He he turned up on. He did turn up on that list of um. Someone put together uh, after the Euros the list of like the best English prospects under twenty two or was it um that could make up the England team in years to come. Uh, Joe Bursic was one of them in the goalkeeping position, and Liam Delap was there. Are we basically going to have the twenty thirty England World Cup winning team? Because Ben (laughs) Wilmot's got um. Under twenty one experience as well. This is Josh Time. Campbell is obviously a Scottish gonna... international. We know that. 
Campbell's obviously going to, you know, get himself in that conversation. <laughs> Lads, it, it is, it's, it's coming home. <laughs> Stop it. Fine, Stoke on Drang. Glasgow's coming home. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is we're building the best youth England side ever, and if any club can completely break... <laughs> the brightest <laughs> prospects the country's seen in generations it's us dismantling yeah. all so of Southgate's good. hard work at once <laughs> yeah. if there's any club that can do it it is Stoke City and that is I mean you could give us Kane and Grealish at the moment and we'd probably break them somehow <laughs> wouldn't we oh god definitely and that is a worry I suppose with, with Liam De Lapis that he's had a few little injuries so I don't know how I, I think I'm. I think I'm basing a lot of my knowledge of him on the time I signed him for York City on Football Manager, and he was shit. I mean, so <laughs> sorry, Chris. Um, I'm just thinking. If you're, you're 18 years old, you're at Pep Guardiola's Man City. Mm. The world is at your feet, but you're not going to mm. quite get in ahead of well, what what might be Harry Kane. So, mm. you know what? Fair enough. You go down the league to learn your craft, get some experience in in front of big crowds and big matches. You know, intense games against like. Lads much bigger than you, all the rest of it. And you want to be inspired, don't you? You want you want that leadership on that pitch guiding you. So thank God, Chris. Thank God. Oh, no. Our new captain. <laughs> our new official oh, God. Club captain. Oh. Tom, uh, t- Tom, any thoughts? Any thoughts? <laughs> um, I've, I've prepared an official statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, after after long deliberation and uh, consideration with the people nearest and dearest to me, I have decided I shall not be commenting at all in any capacity on Joe <laughs> Allen in any future conversations. Bullshit. I kindly ask for your understanding and respect for my privacy at this very difficult time. <laughs> he's, he's all right. He's not going anywhere, that's for sure. That's certainly for sure. He is he is staying and he is playing every game because that's what's going to happen, isn't it? It's. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not enthusiastic about it, but it well, was quite funny. <clears throat> got a lot of experience at kicking the ball into the hoardings. <laughs> <laughs> that was just really funny, and I know Falling that's over. not. It's not. It's not. An, but that 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 little clip that Tony put out of. Ten seconds of just yeah, lovely silliness. It was really funny. It was one of the <laughs> best Joe Allen moments I can remember because it made me genuinely smile. Um, <laughs> it is it is weird that the people keenest on defending Joe Allen seem to be the ones stirring up the aggro because I just posted that that video without any real comment because I thought it was funny. And then lots of people going, oh, I can't believe you're slugging off Joe Allen. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe I you. 12 seconds of him being a bit rubbish at football and then immediately just have... folding in half at the end, which was what made it. It was like man getting hit in football, hit by football, kind of. Just You could slow it down and he just folds in half like that was bad and bad and bad and bad and then I kicked it over there. It was just, just really funny. I'm, I'm, I'm here for funny. Maybe he will take the responsibility of captain, permanent captain, really seriously, and we'll see a change in in how he plays. You know, I <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I do remember I, I... he he came he was captain 
It might have been last season or it might have been the season before. He was captain for a couple of games that coincided with a slight uptick in his performances. And I remember noting that at the time and thinking, oh, okay, he's... He does like he. I I'd say he's probably had nine good games in what I mean, four five seasons. To, Tony, does he does he have to have delivered those good performances in order to earn the captaincy, or does giving him the captaincy deliver those good performances? It's a real um, mm. it's a real chicken and egg situation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll forgive you for the way you opened that. It sounded like you were accusing me of defending the decision, but it turned out it was a joke. Well played. <laughs> well, we've we've got a week until next the the first game of the season at home to to Reading. Um, what with with preseason now done? Then what more do you want to see Stoke do in this week before before the game starts? I mean. Could we do we do we sign new players? Like what do we what do we still need to do? We're a little bit light. I think like the the starting eleven that we've had preseason's been fine, but we are like I I I think we're naming kids in the seven subs at this rate, which isn't isn't great. I guess you want to wait for the right player to come along. You want to wait for Liam Delap to turn up, but yeah, if you subs or other footballers would be good, as always. I mean, O'Neill's resisting the temptation to sign good players at the moment, isn't he? So that's a, that's <laughs> that's a reassuring. That's one headline, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah. was a weird... That was a weird line. Yeah, um, yeah, I can, I can see what he means, though. Tony Pulis always used to say, like, I'm not going to sign players to be squad players. I'm going to sign players that will improve the starting eleven. He kind of lost his way a bit with that when he signed the likes of Ibrahima Sonko and Andy Fai and Demar Phillips, but I got where he was coming from. Um, so I think O'Neill's perhaps trying to bide his time a little bit on that. Um, key areas are obviously up front. I think you know Delap, as and when he returns from injury, would be a would be a form of solution there. You know, if if he is the player he is touted to be. Um, that would be fantastic, and I think it's right back or right wing back that's the other tricky area. Because mm. I'm I'm a big fan of Tommy Smith. I do I do quite like him. He's got a real good mm. cross on him, and he always puts a shift in. But I don't know. Yeah, I just think we need a little bit more uh, variance on that right hand side. But yeah, but centre back yeah. we're we're stacked. Goalkeeper we're stacked. Centre mid, I think we're all right in as well. So yeah. We haven't got any right back cover, have we? Because Collins was it. Mm. So we, mm. you assume that we've got somebody in in the fire, so to speak, for that uh, slot to replace I, the Collins right back gap. I I wouldn't assume anything, Tony, because like Tom we've is going to do it. This is it. Like we've gone into we've gone into seasons before without like any cover in certain positions. It is it That's is going to happen. It's it's certainly a concern uh that's for sure but it i mean we we're not going to call tom edwards back he seems to be having a great time in new york so you would hope they bring someone in but god knows god knows who (laughs) like i just don't know who i mean michael o'neill has said that there's there's a good few left that he's still trying to get in before window shuts so Hmm. you'd think one of them is going to be right-sided and defendery 
but may, maybe Wilmot can play there, but I would have thought we would have tried him. Already. Yeah. yeah. If, if wow. Tommins went, that would also be fine. I think, assuming Joe Allen, the whole captaincy thing isn't a blind for the inevitable <laughs> Swansea transfer, um, then, yeah, Ince is the only one left really to go, which is very exciting considering how long we've been waiting for some of these to go. Hmm. Yeah, it certainly feels like a monumental transfer window in terms of like, we, yeah, for so long we've been saying we need O'Neill, to change uh, squad purge of twenty twenty one. Oh, don't say purge, no, mm. because that's secret, that that reveals the agenda. Um, but it's, <laughs> it it has it's been the first transfer window since we've come down where we've had that. Uh, it, I wouldn't really call it a squad churn because we've not had that many in, but we've certainly just we've. We've certainly scraped more barnacles off the uh, underside of the HMS Pistol League than we have in previous seasons. So hopefully <laughs> that'll make a, a difference. Um, but yeah, just I mean we'll we'll get onto this with our predictions episode after this. But we're about a top half team, I would say, on paper right now. Um, it will take a couple of real belting signings to push us anything. Beyond that, I suspect, mm. uh, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that, given the sort of relative youth we have in the squad and sort of the. You can see what they're trying to do, which hasn't always been the case with Stoke. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, and and God knows how how long we've disliked this team. I actually like them. I'm like, I don't expect them to to do anything more than mid table as you you say and we'll get onto that in the next in the next little session but like i i don't know i just like them there's i'm willing to forgive a lot more with this this team because at least it looks like we're trying to change things we are trying to go down a route of younger players we are getting rid of the the deadwood for so long we've wanted these things and it's nice to see actually in action even if even if you know it, it isn't incredible. It's better than better than nothing, isn't it? The other the other thing is, it feels like we've got a, a sort of massive reserve of good youth team players as well. Every time we bring one in, they turn out to be better than who they replaced, um, oh. which obviously can't happen forever. But it might. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Like we've got, um, we we do have a lot of a lot of young players who can can. I don't know. Yeah. Come and come and make a name for themselves. I was surprised with the um, selling of um, Sorensen to Lincoln, but I guess that's just one of those things. If he's going to go and have better game time elsewhere, then yeah, well, so be it. We was know? he at MK Dons on loan last season. Um, yeah, yeah, so perhaps there's a maybe an indication that that's where they see his level as being at and you know they don't really see him in the championship long term but yeah i was a little bit surprised at that given he he seemed to be like one of the next in line to break through i know he's certainly highly rated by a few people who watch the under 23s more so than i do um yeah so we've we've seen a few of these younger players play in three pre-season a little bit maybe due to kind of necessity rather than O'Neill actually considering them part of the first team squad but like Christian Norton's getting game time and I know people like people took like just the inclusion of these players as a massive plus point from last season now the question is can we actually build on that and have them 
be a part of the first team squad properly going forward. So people like Norse and people like um, Will Forrester as well, who um, mm. d- he scored, didn't he? Last game of the, was it last game of the season? He scored on his debut. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so mm. perhaps you know stories like that and. Um, Agent Sutar preventing Australia winning a gold medal. Always good. Always uh, like to see that. So, <laughs> yeah. And Doughty. Doughty is like, he's, you know, he's ah. diamond in the rough. Really don't know. What, what, what's happened? There's to... a few. That, there's. A... Oh, go on. So, hmm? Sorry, what did you say about what? Doughty? He was fast, wasn't he, before his injury? Oh, I don't attempt fate. Oh, oh, he's still fast. No. He's been fast in pre-season. But there's a few diamonds in the rough in this squad. Young players who clearly the agenda has been come to us, we'll tr- we'll make you better while giving you first team football. And I'm, again, that means I'm I'm more likely to forgive mistakes with with the likes of like Jacob Brown and things because they just seem nice. I love and they, Brown. They seem like they want. A- I really hope he has a good season up front this season because I I, I I've. I think of all the players last season, he's the player I really wanted to do well because I think he got a lot mm. of unnecessary shit. But yeah, I'm I'm really hoping he can kick on this season. Yeah, yeah, same. Well, I tell you what, unless there's anything other coming to mind in any of you, how about we finish this little session up uh, because we're going to go and now record our prediction of the championship another episode that will be coming out at the same time or a little bit after i have no idea no one's decided you could listen to that one first (laughs) it's up to you who knows Um, content but yes we (laughs) all the content coming at you live from the wizards is there anything else you guys want to bring up on this podcast do we do we want to nick that 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 predictions thing game from from the TIFO podcast during the world right okay brand new wizard stolen because I don't get it yes so um the TIFO football podcast um who don't sponsor us uh and I'm not paid to plug them uh did a game all the way through the euros where they would in in the the, they podcasted every day and they predicted the results of the next game right they called it points are bad because Scoring points is bad. It's fairly right. straightforward. So you score a point for every goal you're off on a prediction. Now, I thought it would be a good laugh for us and the listeners, if they'd like to get involved, to do the same thing. So, for example, if you predicted that Stoke Reading would be one all and it finished 2-1 to Stoke, you'd earn one point for, for getting it one goal wrong. Right. Yeah, and zero zero points is the best. So the p- the person with the least points at the end is the winner. Because points are bad. That was the uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was how it worked. So Stoke have been using yeah. that model for, the last <laughs> for, for so long now. Right, so I'm okay. just going to talk, talk amongst yourselves, work out some predictions for Reading, and I'm going to make oh, a God, thing no. on my notes app. Oh, is it just Reading, or do we need to look at the League Cup as well? Or so I can't no, because I suspect happen. we'll Some do one. Happened. We'll do a podcast before the League Cup. Yeah, the, yeah. After the yeah. after the the what's it game? After we lose to Reading, it, maybe. Well, that's your prediction, Tony, isn't it? That's yeah. up to you. 
I'm not letting that influence Wait, my decisions, it's not, mate. It's not up to Tony the result of the game. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it is. Tony, if these it games is. you're not seeing this everyone. whole time, you've been dicked Narrative. Okay. I mean, I've uh, when when you tell me, Tom, because I've got. I'm ready I've to go. I have got All it right. typed out. Sweet. So I think that Stoke Reading game is going to finish uh, one apiece. One all draw from Chris. Okay. I am gonna. I'm just gonna go. Leave everyone some time. I'm gonna predict a two nil win for the flying Super Mon Potters. Oh, okay. I thought there was going to be a curveball there. <laughs> Silly sausage. Uh, I am going to say 2-1 to Stoke. to Stoke. We're at home, aren't we? Yeah. we yes. Are. And Reading are terrible, but we'll get onto that into the next podcast. Nil one. Nil one to Reading. <laughs> oh, no. What? I've it's... seen Stoke play football. <laughs> it is. Yeah, True. true. Do we want people to send us their predictions, Tom, and we'll make like, or, or is it just for it's us? Po- po- no, no, it's for everyone. But I'm not <laughs> going to monitor other people's predictions. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, if you keep a total of your own score throughout the season, we'll just take your word for it. For it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Congrats yeah. to okay. whoever gets no points because they yeah. foresaw everything. We, we, we Do you mean start, Derby? We could start a predictor league or a <laughs> Super Six league or, or something like that. Also, um, patrons of this podcast, we have remembered you exist. Um, uh, we will have a short preview pod with uh, Reading fans, Elm Park Royals, ahead of their game. So if you uh, know anything, or if you want to know anything about Reading, apart from their, their Waitroses... Um, Listen to that, and maybe you'll you'll have heard of some of their players by the time we played them. Very good, very good. Right, let's finish this pod and go and do another. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dave. Holly. Thank you, Tony. Boo. Thank you, you the listener. We'll speak to you well. Depends when you, again, it depends. You may have already heard the preview. Who knows? If if you have, we'll speak to you after Reading. If not, see you in a minute. Tiny whiny. <laughs> exactly. Uh, most importantly of all, go on, Stoke. Should I clarify? I'm not booing because I'm a racist. I'm just booing because it's funny to boo because of the people booing. All right. I'll leave that in if I'm editing.